Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? This is the Hill Pursuit Podcast. It is April 1, 2021. This is not an April Fool's joke. We are delivering back-to-back podcast episodes. Mitch, what do you think? I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, April 1st is crazy, but um, no, it's all good. We're going we're gonna to let this one rip, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, have a big, you have a big session this morning, don't you? I do have a big session this morning. I have, uh, I'm going to split it up though, be, just because I have a busy day. So it's a two hour session. I'm going to split it up 90, 30. I'm, I got a 90 minute ride and um, just a, a short run that I'll just get later in the day just to keep the legs moving. But um, yeah, super, super busy day for me yesterday. So I do need to need to get the blood flowing this morning. So that's what I'm going to be doing right after. Um, but, um, I guess before we, before we hop into all of that real quick, if you guys are listening, thanks for listening. Um, find us and follow us, like subscribe, all the things, find us on uh, the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram at Hill pursuit, send us comments, questions, feedback, uh, to our email or just comment on any of those platforms. Email is hillpursuit at gmail.com. And then check out the uh, the website, hillpursuit.com, where you can find our daily blog, where we talk about fitness training, life, all the stuff. And um, you can access all the podcast episodes, the previous ones as well. So check all that stuff out, like and share it and, and let us know what you think. But yeah, so big session for me this morning. Um, what's going on with you? So what did you do? What did you end up doing yesterday? Um, and what do you got going on in the future coming up here? Yeah, yeah, last night was just more of a conditioning session. So a conditioning with some accessory work tied to it. So I did like 12 rounds of like 100 jump rope skips. And then in between each, I would do, I think the first, it was like three sets of two Turkish get-ups with a, with a kettlebell and then threw in some... Uh, kettlebell cleans and uh then i just finished off with uh i wanted to put in for the last two it was pretty much i did 12 rounds and then every third round i'd switch the exercise so i did kettlebell swings and then last i threw in through like a chain through the kettlebell and did some high pulls with the uh, kettlebell just to work on some some upper back work. So it was good. It was different. Got the heart rate going a little bit and also tied in a little bit of accessory work at the same time. So it's all good. Today, uh, today I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to be doing, but it should be, uh, it'll be something good. I'm going to jump into my pro, my third week here shortly. And then, uh, like we said, we'll, we'll dive into what, where I'm going to go from there. Yeah. yeah. A bit later. Sweet. Quick question, have to address this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been like completely duped for an April Fool's joke? Like totally like got got fooled? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think my uncle like had called me in like middle school one time and said we had a, like told my mom like checked it, we had a snow day. <laughs> I think that that one probably uh sticks with me because I was definitely one that loved loved the snow days. So I, yeah. I definitely fell hard for that one. 
<laughs> you love the snow days. That's good. Yeah, how about you? Have you been, have you been totally uh, just skunked on one? I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like anymore, if you get tricked on April Fool's, man, you are gullible. You know, you you gotta know it's coming from every angle when you wake up April one. You know. Yeah. Right. So, no, I can't remember anything recent memory. I can't remember. Um, Are you the guy delivering? Are you the guy that delivers the April Fool's jokes? Probably gotta try at least once or twice throughout the day to get somebody. Right. Yeah. So, um, we probably should have tried something to to trick all the the people that are following along, but. Anyway, I just wasn't sure. I think if you get fooled on April first, it's you. You deserve it. You deserve to be fooled on April. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll zing one at my wife later. See if uh, <laughs> see if I can get her to bite. So that'll be the next. That'll be the next podcast update. We'll see um, what April Fool's jokes we were able to pull or attempted <laughs> attempted to pull. Yeah, that'll attempted. be an entire episode for me. I'm I'm just gonna be at it all day long. <laughs> you got nothing you got nothing done you just went around trying to uh yeah to get people yeah so anyways we got a, a pretty a pretty cool topic here today um really got the wheels turning when we when we figured out what we wanted to talk about mitch why don't you why don't you start us off this was kind of where your brain was going and i like the direction so um yeah really cool topic go ahead mitch yeah honestly we just kind of pulled it out of uh I went back through our notes from other podcasts and sometimes while we're talking about one thing, we'll kind of go down a rabbit hole and we'll take notes on something. Hey, that might be a good one to talk about in the future. So I kind of went back through and we had, um, should, should younger athletes be focusing on one sport or multi-sport? When I say younger, I'm talking almost like elementary school to, and then ranging it to high school. You know, I mean, I don't think it's uncommon for kids to start sport when they're in elementary school and carry on through to high school and college, but obviously college are going to be more specific. So we're going to kind of dive in on that. Um, do you want to talk about anything before we yeah. jump in? Yeah, I like this. I like this topic a lot because I think, um, I think I've seen a lot of examples of where, um, where single sport athletes at a young age get really burned out, like really Mm -hmm. burned out. Um, And I also think it depends on the type of sport they're playing too, whether it's a team sport or an individual sport. Um, So there's a ton of variables that that factor into an athlete getting burned out, burnt out. Um, But at a young age specifically, I mean, man, those kids are influenced by everybody. You know, they got how many, however many coaches they have within a multi-sport environment, right? So they're, if they're, if they're a young kid who's playing a sport every season and then they're playing in the summer too, and you know, there's just no downtime. I mean, that can lead to burnout, you know, but in the same sense, if they're playing the same sport all year round with no off season, you know, that's, that can also lend itself to burnout. So what does it really need to look like for, you know, adolescent through high school? I like that, that age group for sure. Um, and most of, you know, that that's a popular age group to discuss just because most often as you progress to college, you're either 
playing more recreational sport or um, really focusing in on what you excel at, you know, because it may have earned you a scholarship or, you know, you, you want to pursue it at a higher level. So um, I think adolescent high school is a great age range to, to discuss. Um, let's start super, super young. Um, what, what, like, what's, what's a good age to get a kid moving in a sport uh, whether it's team or individual in a sports setting, like what, when I think about like the first time that a kid plays a sport, I literally think about like four-year-old playing soccer and literally just running around after a ball aimlessly with no direction whatsoever. That's where I start. That's where my brain starts thinking about sport. You know, mm-hmm. what, what about you? Yeah, I would, I'd be right on the same path as you. And you say a four-year-old chasing the ball around aimlessly. I think that's good. I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. You know, they're kids. They got a ball. That, I mean, you <laughs> you have the kids. You know, they have the energy. And I think it gives them a good outlet. They're not just – I don't have kids yet, but I'm talking more just the physical aspect. I think it gets them outside and um, starts to introduce them, you know, and – I think that gives them something to look forward to as well, and starts to whether you think it or not, it starts developing the uh, like the physical and mental aspect of them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's super important to get to get <clears throat> to get kids um, in a team environment mm-hmm. as soon as you can, so they learn. Now, I, obviously, I'm I do more of an individual sport, so it's not like I'm saying team sports are better or individual sports are better or whatever. But I'm saying at a young age, I think a team environment is, is almost like crucial for a kid to experience because they have to interact with other kids. They have to, you know, work with their teammates towards a goal. Right. And even if it's just, you know, something as silly as, okay, guys, let's try to pass it three times before before we get, you know, before we take a shot or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're working together and they're taking instruction from somebody who's not a parent. Yeah. You know, because that's a, that's a skill that, you know, applies throughout your entire life is listening to other people, <laughs> taking their instruction, whether mm-hmm. it's positive or negative, you know, taking in that information and then acting on it. So I think that's like a super important, um, super important like time to get kids in that environment, whether it, you know, I'm not saying they need to be three and four years old out on a soccer field or, or, you know, attempting to shoot a a basketball or anything, but, um, you know, taking direction from a superior, which is really just like the parent of some kid on the team. Right. Mm -hmm, Which is fine. But, um, you know, taking direction, working with teammates towards a goal. I think that's a really important skill to um, develop as a, as a really young kid. And that's going to apply to, um, you know, their, their ultimate, their pursuit of whatever goals they have as they, as they start to start to grow and get a little bit more um, into their athletic career or, or goals. What do you think? Yeah, no, for sure. Like you, like I said, like oh, they're just out there chasing the ball 
without like any purpose and, and that's okay you know that's I think a lot of people like when you're you know when you're in that age like your performance doesn't necessarily it's that's not what it's about you know you're you're teaching very basic things and you're teaching more than just a sport at that age you're teaching the kids I think so much more like how to work with others you know you're starting like to kind of introduce some real groundwork of like what it is to be on a team and whether I think that can carry over and then obviously as you get you know into elementary school a little bit later you know maybe other sports will then some sports you can't play till you're a little older and, and there's a purpose for that you know um you can start introducing I I never had flag football when I was when, when back back in the day and um I think we had we started like we're actual football in like third grade and then um some people might say that's too young. I know some parents waited to put their kids in. Um, we started right off the get-go. And then obviously baseball, you know, you can start that pretty young. And I like, think about all the, like, think about football, baseball, just those two sports are, you're totally learning different physical. Um, I mean, the hand-eye coordination that's coming with a, with the baseball, you know, starting young and then football just, the toughness aspect at a young age, I think, is uh, something neat that you can develop. So, um, and then obviously you got your individual sports like wrestling. And when, when we talk about burnout in one sport, when you start from a young age, my mind goes straight to straight to wrestling for some reason. I'm not saying it happens to everyone, but I have definitely seen it. Yeah. Real quick, I want to I want to touch on something that you said. You said. Now you referenced it about um, you referenced uh, the the sport participation at a super young age not being about performance, and I just want to touch on that quick because it it applies to not just like a four year old on a soccer field, right? It applies as as a kid is growing, period, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. like like you said, you take it up through middle school or and maybe you you know, elementary, middle school, you start playing football or you're doing things, you're not even close to, to grown, right? You haven't even gone through puberty, you know? Yeah. So um, when you have young kids like that participating in sports um, or just like moving around a lot, getting a lot of physical activity, whatever, um, it's not about their performance at that, at that young age. I like that point you made. Um, there's a humongous component to to movement that involves you know without getting too crazy sciencey but just like the brain's connection to the muscular yeah. system, right so you're just really training a, a young kid to learn movements yeah you know? exactly you know? and, and that same thing so it's not even just a young kid if you walk into an olympic weightlifting gym having never performed a clean and jerk or a snatch it's the same exact it's the same exact mechanism you're just training the movement probably yeah. for months, you know, you're training the movement for yeah. months to maybe years just to learn how to do it before you end up overloading it. Right. So we're not going to take a six year old and make them perform a one RM back squat. Right. That's not what we're saying, but mm -hmm. they can squat. Why not? They can squat. Yeah. An eight year old can squat. You can teach them proper mechanics of a movement, um, exactly. yeah. but that's what you're doing. It's not the performance of the squat. It's just, or it's not the overload of the squat or the whatever it is. It's just, hey, this is how you move in an athletic way. 
And then the more efficient you get at this, you're going to have more fun in, in your sport. You're going to be a lot safer. You're going to grow safer. Um, and then you'll be, you'll put yourself in a better position, you know, as you're, as you're growing to enjoy athletics and sports more, um, as you age and, you know, you don't have to really communicate that to, to them, but, you know, having, having a coach do simple drills of sprints and squats and jumps and turns and accelerations, decelerations, shuffles, those are all great drills for young kids. Yeah. They have, you know, they have to learn how to control their body. It's not about overloading those young kids, but yeah, they need to learn movements, right? Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, I, super basic, super basic. I think it needs to be when you have young kids, you know, I'm sure their attention spans are like a net. So, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you kind of got it. And it's not, yeah. I'm sure it's not always easy either to, kind of oh if I have I have a two-hour practice here to fill it's how am I going to fill it and and you know you kind of got but you know whether you incorporate some sort of game in there where they're getting different movement patterns in that they don't even know they're doing you know and um, I think I'm definitely on the side that young younger people should be doing multi-sport and you you said it on the way and there but there's a caveat to it you know I think multi-sport, it also shouldn't mean you're, they never have an off season. I think, you know, they do need a break. I know they can, kids can handle a lot, but they, it shouldn't just be sport, 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 but maybe they play baseball, football, wrestle, but then, you know, they do need their off time too and just enjoy, I think, being a kid too. I think that all the sports will introduce them to what they might want to focus on as they get older. It will different sports offer different type of movement and mental aspects. I think that you can't really get from one sport to the next. So I'm definitely an advocate for a multi-sport athlete when you're on the younger side of uh, starting out. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I even think multi-sport through, through most of high school is still beneficial. Yeah. You know, like even so, I'm not like a crazy person, but I do follow some recruiting for, for Penn state football, just cause I'm a big Penn state football fan. So right. I listen to some of these kids talk as they're committing to schools and, and visiting places. And like some of these high level division one athletes are playing multiple sports throughout high school until their senior season, when they realize, okay, look, I have the potential to make it in this one sport. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I just love hearing that because you're, you're developing different, um, different skills and movements. And again, just that, like that, that proprioception that, that your body is learning how to move when it's thrown in different scenarios that mm -hmm. applies to, that applies to just your human body period. So it's yeah. going to be beneficial for any sport. You know, they're not wasting their time or just spinning their wheels by playing baseball, even if they're going to be a football player and maybe make it to the NFL, right? Because they're still learning a lot about how yeah. their body moves. And they're also still young enough that um, they, if they are going to specialize, you know, and hope to make it at the next level, they're young enough that, 
you know, they haven't destroyed, they haven't completely shaped their body into a baseball body with, Mm -hmm. you know, by wasting that time. And now they can't become a football body, right. You know, they're still young enough, Um, you know, 16, 17 year olds, they still got a lot of growing to do, you know, so they, you know, I, I just, I like hearing um, that high level athletes don't specialize until they really feel like that opportunity presents itself for them to make it at the next level. I like that a lot. And um, I think that we're seeing that more. I think we're, you know, the, the, the model of, okay, the, the overbearing parent forces their kid to, you know, whatever, whatever the sport is, wrestle, baseball, soccer, what football, whatever. And they get home from practice and the parent makes them keep practicing or lifting for two more hours, you know, whatever. I don't really see that mainstream a whole lot anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's really good. I think, you know, if if you start to see potential in your kid, you might push them a little bit, but I think we're starting to see that later. And, you know, once, once the opportunity presents itself that, that the kid can make it, I think we're starting to see that more. And of course that, that's good to encourage, but we don't want to push young kids in the wrong direction or make them feel forced because, you know, back to that whole concept of burnout, obviously some of the most influential people in these young kids' lives are going to be parents, teachers, coaches, you know, maybe a teacher, coach, whoever. And if they're just constantly being pushed, look, you need to get in the weight room because, you know, for football or, you need to get in the weight room for softball and you have a real chance to make it division one as a softball player. You need to, you need to be working six hours a day on top of school. You know, that's going to push a kid to get really overwhelmed, maybe not understand everything they're doing. Um, now every now and then you, I think you see a kid that just kind of pushes through, puts the blinders on, does what they're told and it, and it works out and they love it. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I think that's pretty rare um, at a young age. I think, yeah, I think you're, you're going to have your uh, abnormality, I think, in everything. But there's just that one that can just drink the fire hose and kind of rip through. But I think every, like all the best athletes that I can remember that I know on like a personal level, at least played two sports, like through high school. I, that seems to be, what I remember at least played two, like whether they were a great wrestler or they, they probably played football that I'm thinking of some specific examples off the top of my head um, or football players that, you know, they also played basketball, you know? Um, and like, I, and like you said, I think different sports teach different, um, trying to think of a good word, teach different traits. I think both physically and mentally, you know, I think you start wrestling at like a middle school age and you start football at a middle school age, you know, that the wrestling, I mean, you got your team wrestling. I think people don't always think it is a team sport in a way. Like when you're in the room, like it's, there's a lot of team in that, whether you're with your drilling partner, it's the environment is big in the wrestling room, which I'm referring to practice, but then you get on the mat. It's, that is, you know, at a middle school or high school level age. And if you, if you lose, like, I think the best thing you can do in wrestling is lose. I think that will teach that's like a, makes you humble and that, that kind of, Hey, that's, that's my responsibility. But then like football, it's like, you're surrounded by 10 other guys too. 
And I think sometimes, not it's not always easy, but I think sometimes people can can lurk in the shadows every once in a while. But um, but then football, you're also gaining that 100%. It's team, you know. You always have that guy next to you on the field, whether you're picking him up or he's picking you up. And that that's a lot, I think, for a younger person to start developing that stuff just as you go through life. And if you can make them realize that that's something that they'll they'll never get back and use it to learn and go through their life. I think that's a huge, a huge plus. Yeah, I, I like the I really liked what, what you said about, you know, wrestling is a team sport. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't like it because I like wrestling. I like it because it's a unique perspective that most people on the surface don't see, whether it's gymnastics, wrestling, um, swimming, mm-hmm. right? You're competing by yourself, but um, you're in the room and you're training with your teammates. You're yeah. in the water with your teammates, you know, you're on the mat with your teammates, even though on the surface, it appears to be an individual sport, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think that that's like a really unique perspective that maybe we don't always think of. And that can that can certainly help, uh, help a, an adolescent uh, high school student maybe not experience that burnout quite as much because they do have friends teammates around them on a regular basis even though they're competing by themselves now when i say not experience burnout or like a different scenario like what comes to mind is for me personally i was always a team sport um i always participated in team sports growing up and never did any individual sports you know i never swam you know i never swam i never did cross country i never did Um, you know, I wrestled later in high school, but like we kind of just said, it is more, you know, it below the surface, it's more of a team sport, but now that I'm older, I think about kind of what I'm doing now, um, with triathlon or endurance sport, I don't train with anybody. I, I don't train with anybody. And like, I never do like rarely, maybe like two percent of my sessions over the course of the year are like with a friend just maybe out on a jog or you know random (laughs) random bike ride works out to meet up with somebody you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so it's completely different and i think i think uh what you also said it these different scenarios present um opportunities for like mental growth um you know, because it, it takes a whole nother level of motivation for some of these opportunities um, or sport endeavors to actually work hard and actually perform and and see improvement. And I think some of the sports that we mentioned um, that, like we said, are are essentially team sports, but on the surface they appear to be individual. I think some of those sports are really great opportunities for kids to like learn what it takes mentally to overcome, um, you know, whatever obstacles in front of them. So, um, you know, they're working with their teammates, but then ultimately when it comes down to it, you're one-on-one on on the wrestling mat or you're, you're one versus zero on an open gymnastics floor, 
you know, mm-hmm. um, there's nobody, like, you're not, you're not competing with anybody, you know, yeah. you're competing by yourself. Um, you know, you can't even see your competitor. If you're a gymnast, you don't even see your competitor at the same time. You, you know, they're getting assessed and then the competitor comes out and then they get assessed. It's, it's really unique. But um, I think um, learning from losing, like you said, is great. And yeah. I think those opportunities, those, those lessons are better learned in those more individual settings. You know, because if you go, if you go and le- lose a football game, you know, the coach is going to say, all right, that's my fault, guys, right? You know, the coach is going to take the blame for the for the loss or there might be a, a one player who at the end of the game, you know, dropped a pass or fumbled it or whatever. And they can attribute the entire loss to themselves when in reality, everybody knows, you know, you have an entire football game. You got four whole quarters and it wasn't yeah. just was one single play. Right. But when it comes down to those individual moments, if you're on the mat and you get pinned, there's nobody else to take the blame. You know, yeah. it's you. And, you know, if, if you if you don't land a back handspring or whatever other gymnastics move you're, you're doing, it's it's you. You know, it's not the coach isn't going to take the blame for it. It's it's only you. And I think those moments are really crucial for I, I just love what you said, learning from losing uh, really crucial for um, young kids to to deal with it and hopefully learn from it and make improvements and, and, um, you know, just grow as a human and not just that, just as an athlete. Yeah. I like how you keep bringing up gymnastics. That's actually, I have a personal, uh, story there that probably the best, one of the best sports moves I've, I was ever like put into. So I was primarily like young age, like football, wrestling or no football and baseball. And then I started wrestling like kind of middle school, but I was kind of always like a kind of like a quiet person. My mom was like, you know, I'm going to put him in gymnastics, you know, that will kind of get him exposed to some different things. And I, I went into gymnastics fairly young and uh, I had a blast. I'll, I'll, I won't forget that ever. And uh, like you said, one, like the mental aspect that I learned from it, you know, you you push yourself in gymnastics. Like, hey, like, this is a different move that I'm gonna that I'm gonna try, and I'll never forget this too. It, it was it was cool. It was unique. You know, not too many. I don't not too many males that I talk to say, yeah, I, I've done gymnastics in my youth, and you know, talk about learning some movement patterns that I still I think I still benefit from today. You know, and then just the the mental aspect. It's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this move now we're gonna we're gonna have a spotter and then the first time you do a move without a spotter like the confidence that you get from that i'll never forget it's like man you know it's uh you know i'll never forget like the first time i did like a back handspring on my own like like moments like that it's cool it's like and you can you can see like at a young age that was fun because you could see your improvement like yeah you had two people guiding you through this move your first how long it would take you and then you did it on your own so I guess being a young, a young kid that was able to do that at a younger age, that it was a huge confidence builder. And um, I did that for, for quite a long time. And then you talk about, as you get a little bit more specific, I was going into like seventh grade. And so it was like, my, my parents sat me down. It's like, Hey, either, I was actually getting to the point of gymnastics where, Hey, maybe I want to take it a little serious. 
Um, and, uh, but then I was also getting pretty serious in football. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I don't see myself being an, an Olympic medalist here in gymnastics or, you know, anything crazy. So I, uh, I dropped gymnastics and went into football, but definitely what I learned from gymnastics absolutely carried over into my other sports, whether it was wrestling or football. And, um, that was just, that's like a personal example. I think that was, that was pretty cool. So. Yeah. I, I never did gymnastics ever, but I always regretted it. Now that I'm more into sport and competing, I wish I would have. I just think the foundation that gymnastics presents to any sport yeah, is just, it's, you can't compare it. Um, I think, uh, not, not to cut you off, but I think a huge, like this always, George St. Pierre, UFC fighter. I have definitely read where a lot of his training has gymnastics movements in it. Yeah. I mean, those movements and just understanding how your body moves through the air. I mean, Uh, mm -hmm. I just, I I can't imagine, you know, a better transition to other sport. um, Yeah. Or, you know, multi being a multi-sport athlete. Um, So that's something I look forward to with my girls. I'm not going to lie. If we throw them in gymnastics, maybe a little daddy daughter gymnastics time would be awesome. I would love that. You know, are you going to get back? I'm going to see you on a horse here in a couple, uh, like a gymnastics horse here in a couple months, probably. You never know. Watch (laughs) out. Watch out. But anyways, we'll wrap it up. You got anything else? No, that was, uh, I enjoyed talking about it. Yeah. So anyways, thanks guys for listening. Um, just a reminder, if you want to reach out to us, pursuit at gmail.com send us some comments if you just want to chat shoot us an email um, we are on social media facebook instagram at hill pursuit then of course just hillpursuit.com where you can find a daily blog training fitness life and access to all the other podcast episodes so thank you for listening on this uh april fools april 1 2021 um episode 18 Have a good April Fools. Don't get tricked too bad, Mitch. You know you're going to pull some some weird dad jokes today, even though you're not a dad because you're good at the dad jokes. But um, (laughs) anyway, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next time.